Welcome to the English Language Institute of Singapore's podcast. I'm your host, Eunice Lim. In this episode, Bernice Xu, who teaches English Language and Literature at Yusuf Ishak Secondary School, is in conversation with Cedric Leong, Principal Master Teacher at Alice. They talk about how English language teachers can enable their students to become multiliterate in the process of learning the grammar and vocabulary of English. Cedric, thank you for this opportunity to have a conversation with you. I'm happy for the opportunity, Bernice. Cedric, I'm convinced that it's important to emphasize the building of multiliteracies in the teaching of listening, reading, viewing, speaking, writing, and representing. I also know how to do so in these areas of language learning. But what does being multiliterate in grammar and vocabulary involve? Excellent question, Bernice. Let's begin by focusing on the learning and use of grammar, because as teachers, we need to first understand what the grammar of English is and why our students should learn the grammar of the language. And to build multiliteracies in students, we should be guided by their needs. So, Bernice, how would you describe the grammar of a language and what should students learning a grammar be able to do? When I was a student, I had this idea that grammar involved learning and memorizing a set of rules and exceptions to those rules. But as an adult user and teacher of English, I've come to realize that using English in the real world does not involve a straightforward application of grammatical rules. For example, using the past tense to tell an interesting story or to recount an experience does not always work or may not be the most effective way to communicate my intentions. I found that using the simple present tense helps to make my story or recount come alive for my listeners. So I've learned that I need to be sensitive to what choices I make in using my knowledge of grammar to achieve what I want in different situations and contexts. And do you often ask yourself, which exceptions should I apply in which contexts? Exactly, Cedric. And that's a question I need to answer myself as a user of the language. I find asking such a question so liberating. I'm discovering what the English language offers me when my focus is not merely on keeping to grammatical rules. It's indeed liberating for us and our students to understand that the grammar of English does not constrain them, but offers them choices as they use it to express and shape their ideas and intended messages. It's this enlightened understanding that is the basis for building multiliteracies in the English language classroom. So, Bernice, what do you think students need to learn to become multiliterate? to be able to use grammar as a resource for making meaning. They need learner strategies. Learner strategies that will enable them to make appropriate choices in their selection and use of grammatical items and structures so that they can shape their ideas and messages to achieve their intended purposes. An example of such a learner strategy from the EL Syllabus 2020 is this. To recognize and use the dominant language features to achieve the intended purposes of various texts. Yes, I've observed how you applied the noticing hypothesis by Richard Schmidt to teach your students this learner strategy. Can you explain what you do and why you do it? Well, first, I facilitate my students' noticing of the dominant language features in texts by offering them different sample texts to compare and contrast. For example, 
the features of formal and informal language use. This allows my students to recognize and use the language features appropriately to create their own texts. And to enable your students to do so, I've observed that you scaffold their understanding about PACC. That's right. PACC, of course, refers to the considerations of purpose, audience, context, and culture for determining appropriate language use. In the example I've given, my students begin to uncover for themselves PACC as the considerations for deciding whether it's more appropriate to use formal or informal language features in the text they are creating. In the same way, students can learn to use the considerations of PACC to determine what language features to use in spoken or multimodal contexts. For example, students learn that we tend to use shorter sentences in spoken contexts than in writing so that our audience can understand us in real time. For similar reasons, we would expect a web page that explains how to get to a location to present the information in point form and to use infographics to support the explanation. So that's purpose, audience, and context at play. Yes, we can also apply PACC to determine what organizational structures are appropriate for creating different types and forms of texts. For example, when writing a text to persuade, it would be appropriate to first state our position on an issue before offering points to support that position and then elaborating on each of them. Mm. This ability to recognize the PACC of different types of text, to apply these considerations to select and use appropriate organizational structures and language features so as to purposefully shape the flow of ideas when creating various texts. That's indeed an important learner strategy to teach our students. It gives them the agency to become multiliterate. It certainly does. For students to be multiliterate, they need to understand and use the grammar of the language not only accurately, but also appropriately and effectively. Cedric, wouldn't the same considerations of PACC apply when teaching students multiliteracies as they learn to build a rich vocabulary and use words appropriately when speaking? writing, and representing? Yes, the PACC considerations apply in building and using vocabulary too. Our students need to use words that suit the PACC considerations for producing texts in the various modes, whether spoken, written, or using a combination of audio, written, and visual texts. Also, in a world where students need to read and view widely and extensively, and where they have more opportunities to interact with speakers of English from the region and around the world, they also need to be aware of how words are used differently in different regions. Ah, even with fixed expressions such as phrasal verbs, idioms, similes, metaphors, students need to use these expressions appropriately, don't they? Yes, they do. Students need to take into account the cultural norms that users of English from the different regions bring with them. Some of them may not understand the idioms, similes and metaphors that are culturally specific to us. Others may take offence because of racial, religious and cultural sensitivities that the use of such fixed expressions may trigger, even if unintended. 
So we should design learning experiences that give students opportunities to develop multiliteracies through using English in a variety of real-world contexts, such as speaking with their classmates or adults to convince them to support an idea or course, commentating at a sporting event, even creating a social media post to connect with the community beyond their school. And we should build into these learning experiences many opportunities for our students to engage in exploratory talk about what grammatical items and structures and what words and phrases are appropriate and why, according to PACC. That's absolutely right, Bernice. When we enable our students to become multiliterate in their understanding, selection and use of grammar and vocabulary, they become creative inquirers who are open to different worldviews conveyed through multimodal and hybrid texts. They also become readers who can distinguish facts from falsehood using the PACC considerations to process and evaluate information closely, critically, and with discernment. And not forgetting, empathetic communicators who can communicate not only confidently and accurately, but also sensitively while collaborating with others from different ethnic and cultural backgrounds. Cedric, I'm so glad to have spoken with you about multiliteracies, on why it's important for student learning, and how multiliteracies can be enacted in our English language classrooms in Singapore. I enjoyed our conversation, Bernice. Thank you. You've just listened to Alice's podcast episode on multiliteracies in the teaching of grammar and vocabulary. For more information about this episode, visit our website at go.gov.sg forward slash ELIS podcast. I'm your host, Eunice Lim. Thank you for listening.